Jazz Experience, Season 2. Let's go! Thanks for joining us for Season 2. Join the conversation with Nat, Dez, and friends as they share how to transform culture through family. Hey guys, welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. I'm your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. Dez is not here today, but we have a special guest on the show today. I'm so excited to have. We've been meaning to do an episode together. Uh, Drake Oyao, who is an emerging voice and the youth pastor here at the Mission Church in Vacaville. Great friends of ours. I've known Drake for a long time when I was actually speaking at his youth camps and uh, him and his wife, Kirsten are amazing. They're emerging voices and are doing some amazing things, not only in our local region, uh, but also in, they've traveled with us and done things overseas in the nations. And so, Drake, what is up? What is up, man? <laughs> Finally glad to be on here. Yes, I'm so excited. Guys, today we're going to have a conversation, and it's actually been an ongoing conversation that we want to let you into, especially in the days and times we're living in right now. This is actually going to be a follow-up episode to a previous episode on Initiative 91, how to activate Initiative 91 over coronavirus, and also last week's episode about who's your daddy. So this episode is, how do we find certainty in times of uncertainty? And so we're going to have this conversation because it's it's crazy out there, Drake. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. <laughs> hey, tell the listener a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so uh, my name is Drake, Drake Oyao. I am um, 25. Uh, yeah, I, I met Matt when I was 16 at a youth camp, and he spoke, and man, it was the craziest day. It was the first time <laughs> I've been in a service where I was like, I don't know what about to happen next. Uh, miracles are breaking out about the presence of God, and, and just seeing people who were... Uh, I remember this one guy who, big old football player, got healed, starts bawling, and I'm like, wow, like God is here. So then uh, two years later, I joined a school ministry that he had in Stockton. Um, and then three years later, graduated from that, uh, began youth pastoring alongside the church in uh, Stockton yes, with Matt. Uh, wonderful church. And then at around that time, I began dating my wonderful wife, Kirsten. Um, and then Matt had that transition where he came to Vacaville. And so right around that time, I was getting engaged, and the Lord began to speak to me and my then fiance to leave everything and join him and come <laughs> to Vacaville and build a super team. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, we just felt the Lord tell us to leave everything and, and to come. And so uh, we did. We got married, and then we moved to Vacaville, and here we are. Yeah. You know, one other thing that Drake does, he's actually our social media director for our Kingdom Culture Ministries, Matt and Des Gonzalez. And so a lot of the social media stuff that you see uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and, and different platforms, he all actually the memes. does. Yes. All the memes. <laughs> <laughs> he is the guy, y'all. And so uh, he is a jack of all t- trades, and and I like to call him, he is like the uh, pocket knife of the kingdom. I mean, those pocket knives that just have yes. all those things. I mean, he is multi-talented. Yes. Oh boy! Yes, I uh, so I youth pastor here at the mission. A wonderful group of students, and I also have a business, uh, TNL Marketing, where we work with uh, mainly churches and itinerant ministers socially, and also um, like ads for their e courses and things Come like on. that. So if that's something you're interested in, make sure yes. you check him out. Yes, yes. So guys, we're excited about this episode. I've never felt such a prophetic unction 
and clarion call for an episode as I do right now. Uh, this morning, I was awakened uh, by the Lord through an encounter. And as you guys know, there is just so much going on, not just in our nation, in the world right now. There is a lot of panic, fear, as the coronavirus uh, has been uh, growing, their stats, a lot of things that are happening right now. You know, this morning, I was awakened by the Lord, and He said this phrase, and it just rocked me. He says, now is the time for the dread champions to arise. There's an army of dread champions that will arise out of this moment and become a movement. And so at that point, when I heard that phrase, I didn't really know what that was. So I went and searched uh, scripture, uh, dread champion. I've heard uh, the concept before, uh, but didn't really know what it meant. And so that actual phrase comes out of Jeremiah 2011. And this is what it says. But the Lord is with me like a dread champion. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble and not prevail. They will be utterly ashamed because they have failed with an everlasting disgrace that will not be forgotten. Yet, O Lord of hosts, you who test the righteous, who see the mind and the heart, let me see your vengeance on them. For to you, I have set forth my cause. Sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, I did a, a study this morning on that actual biblical word, dread champion. And uh, it is phenomenal what it actually means. And as I begin to do that, the Lord began to give me more insight onto this concept. And I want to just prophesy to you uh, for a moment of what we're about to see. So in Jeremiah, God is indicated as a dread champion and that actual word and raising up dread champions and that actual word uh, dread champions is the Hebrew word meaning awe-inspiring, terror-striking, awesome, terrifying, ruthless, mighty warrior that is feared and dreaded by his enemies. Now, I want to propose to you right now, uh, I was talking to a good friend the other day, Drake, and never before in the history has one moment felt like I was born for this moment. Yep. And I even, I, I feel right now, you know, I was born for this moment and I don't feel like I'm the only one. I believe believers living in this day and time, you were born for this moment. This isn't something to have fear over, to panic. You know, you were created for such a time as this. And I want to, I just want to prophesy to you right now that it would get and hit you in your spirit because not only I, I got biblical proof about this moment that we're in, in history, that you were born for this moment. So I'm going to give you biblical proof. Acts 17, 26 says this, and he made from one man, every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and boundaries of the habitation. See, God predetermined that you would be born in the city and dwelling place that you're at currently right now. Not if you weren't born there, but you would be there at this time. And he predestined the actual generation and time you were living in. See this, what's going on in our nation right now does not surprise God. He has not fallen off his throne. Matter of fact, what God has done is hidden within society, his secret weapon, which is you, you are heaven's secret weapon. You are a dread champion that was predetermined for the times of now that this moment would not overtake you, but you would overtake this moment. 
I got to tell you what, I woke up with such an urgency this morning that the Lord said, now is the time for the Dread Champions. What we are about to witness here in America is not the demise because of a virus. It's the uprising of an army that are going to become Dread Champions. There's a tenacity that's about to come on a believer right now. That a believer would not be broken down, but would be brought up for such a time as this, that this is your uprising right now. I I mean, I I know I'm speaking loud right now because I'm so passionate right now. This encounter launched me this morning. I have so much hope. What you are about to see right now. See, January of this year, and I know Drake's going to jump in right now, but January this year, I had another encounter where the Lord said, we've entered a new era. Not a new season, not a new time, not a new year, a new era. Whenever a new era begins, that means the old is obsolete and the new has to come forth. That this is the next thing that's happening on earth. It's a new thing. When there's a new thing, that means the next thing, uh, the concept, so the mindset. When God brings a new thing on the earth, he doesn't do the next step. It's a new thing. If it was the next step, it means it would be the next thing. He's not doing that. He's doing a new thing. And you're seeing this right now. Those who have heard the clarion call, who have been prepared for this moment, which I believe it's you, the listener, that you have been prepared for this moment, that this is going to be your uprising. You know, I'm seeing right now on social media drink, there's so many people over the years who've wanted a platform. And now we have a platform for people to jump on on media. But what's happening right now is is many times people want a platform when things are going good. But we were created for chaotic times. Believers in Christ, our history, our DNA proves that we rise to the occasion in times of chaos. We rise to the occasion during times of opposition. And I got to tell you what, this is your time. Dread champions arise. There's a clarion call. God's calling you. He's wooing you up right now that you would become a dread champion, that you would become this skillful warrior and that you would take the tools available right now. I'm telling you, media is about to go to a whole nother level. Churches and ministries that have prepared ahead of time in media, you're about to see an overnight platform where tens of thousands, thousands, tens of hundreds of thousands will suddenly be drawn to your light because you prepared for this moment. He's doing a new thing. It's not, it's not business as usual. The old is done. The new has arrived. And it's, it's like an Isaiah 43 moment. Yep. Behold, I do a new thing. Will you not be aware of it? So that's telling us that we could actually miss the new thing. When God is doing something new, we could actually miss it. Are you not aware of it? I got to tell you what, many times our history throughout scripture, God did a new thing in times of opposition. Why? Because when a new thing happens in a time of opposition and chaos, it's going to require keen focus. What is your focus on right now? Are you focusing on God to see the new thing or are you going to have fear that you are going to be taken over by the bad news of what's being projected. Now, I'm not saying that in our last, uh, in our episode of uh, Initiative 91, we talked about this. We're not ignoring facts, but we need dread champions who have eyes to see truth right now. Yeah, no, that's so good. Um, I think when you begin to focus on fear and and you begin to let fear, um, you know, it's so easy in this time to get yep. stuck into that, you know, even start, you have a, you have a hug with someone and now you're, you're double thinking things, you know, yes. but when you begin to point your focus on fear, you begin to get really protective. You yep. begin to, you begin to worry <laughs> so much about your needs being so met. Good. 
And we begin to miss seeking first the kingdom of God yeah. and everything else is added unto because God knows your needs. Come on. He's your father. He's going to take care of you. But there's something about the enemy trying to distract you from your purpose because really what happens when we begin to seek the first of the kingdom of God, we're destroying the works of the devil. Like the enemy is so scared right now um, yep. that he's actually causing a fear that caused you to be introspective. And you're at, in doing that, it's actually because he's so scared of what you release by being who you are. And that's why I wanted to just share a little bit of, man, it's so important right now that we protect our faith. Mm, like, I love on. what Matt says. Like, he says, he said the other day, just limit the voices that you're listening yeah. to. Because I believe right now we're stepping into moments where, just like in Hebrews 11, like it's the hall of faith, right? So many powerful things happen in the hall oh, of faith. So and it's like, in those moments, those people were ready. They were ready. It's not so much they're ready in their own strength, but they stepped out. They're aware of what God was doing, and they put. They said yes. And I believe right now, if we get introspective, we're going to miss a moment for people to come into the kingdom of God. If we get introspective, we yeah. get too into ourselves, we're going to miss a moment for us to be able to step out in faith wherever we're at, whether it's even stepping up and being the father and mother we need to be in our home. Yep. Or maybe it's a teacher at school. But we need to be a resource of hope because people are looking for hope and they're going to find yes. it in the person of Jesus Christ that's inside of you. So it's our time right now <laughs> to begin to protect our faith because it's going to have the biggest impact than ever before. I really believe that right now. That is, oh my word, that is so good, y'all. You know, uh, Drake, we were talking about it. I actually spoke it at, I believe it was at the Mission Church. It was last year. Yeah. But it was actually a word that I, the Lord had given me for this new era. And there were four things that were actually, I'm looking at the notes right now. There are four things that the Lord had spoken to me about this new era that we're entering into. Four things that we're going to grow into in the new era. Number one was alignment. Alignment was going to be so key. Who we align ourselves with right now, the relationship aspect and the partnerships and the covenants and the harmonizing, because it's going to create a synergy that's actually going to break things in the spirit. So we had to be really... Uh, looking forward. And so part of that alignment is that there's people that we're going to realign from to realign with others. And so there'll be a, a, a an adjustment in some of our alignments. Uh, the other one was personal authority. I felt like uh, this was a time for people to step into personal authority, their own personal authority. And I, and yep. I feel like right now is a great time for that. The, and there's th there are two other things, a posture of peace and hope. And I I mean, these are ringing true right now. There is a fight for a posture of peace and to have hope. And, yeah. you know, one of the things that that uh, is happening right now is there's a lot of uncertainty. We see this in the job market, in the stock yeah. market. I mean, just the virus is causing a lot of uncertainty. But I have hope right now. This is the hope. And I want to just get, I hope this just is like a, a, a missile within your heart as you listen to this that just gives you an explosion of God's glory all over this. It's easy. The best way I could say it, there's power in uncertainty. Yep. And the reason why there's power in uncertainty, there's something that happens in times of uncertainty that unlocks a power and authority that does not in times of certainty. And one of the things that we can do is finding the power in uncertainty and how we do that is the way you find power is uncertainty is if you are certain about who God is in times of uncertainty, you'll find power in uncertainty. That's good. And this is what's happening right now. I, I propose to you, you can live in uncertainty if you're certain about who God is. If you're certain about everything, 
you don't need, see, if you are certain about everything, then you don't need hope. Yep. Many times it's in certainty that we don't really need hope because we're certain about everything. It's in uncertain times is when we need hope. And, I, and I've just been echoing this all over social media. I mean, the Bible's clear. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Why is this such a key scripture for us right now, a foundation? Because hope sees. Yep. Hope sees and what hope sees is faith, right? Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see this connection between faith and hope. And so what's needed right now is hope dealers to arise who could see heaven's perspective. Because what hope does, it initiates faith. And what faith does, faith materializes what it realizes. Faith is not a concept, it's a substance. So when I'm full of hope and I could see heaven's agenda, what happens my faith becomes activated to pull heaven's agenda down to earth because it materializes what it realizes. Yep. And this is what you are saying right now. We need hope dealers. Yep. We need people who could see right now, see what God is doing, not see, see past fear, see past intimidation, because this is what's happening in America right now. There's a spirit of intimidation that's manifesting and, and there's facts about the virus, but there's, but what's even greater than the virus is the pandemic, uh, I'm sorry, what's even greater than the virus is the f- greater fear it's causing. Yep. So what are some thoughts on this? What, what, what would you tell uh, the listener right now, Drake, on how, what are some things that are working for you to be filled with hope yeah. and to have faith right now? Yeah, no, it's great. Um, something for me that's always kept me um, really excited is that we're made in the image of God, right? <laughs> and so we're made in the image of God, Come right? Um, and it's clear that God is love, so we're made in the image of love. And what is love? First Corinthians 13, right? Love is patient, love is kind, right? All those things are actually a description of what we're called to be everywhere we go. And so I think part of us wow. just walking as hope dealers, being who God says we are, by just being, like sometimes I think there's this, this miss notion about being the light is like you have to do all these things and go on the streets and pray for everybody you know for some of you guys you're at home all day what what can you do at home be a hope dealer at home by being patient be a hope hope dealer at home by being kind And, and when your heart is rooted in jesus christ um he will manifest he will bring an impact because let me tell you as a youth pastor um, kids, students, they need their parents to to yeah. have a sense of hope and peace. And and when we're out of alignment with with believing and hope and and what and what God's doing, we're gonna be more impatient, right? We're gonna be um, we're not gonna be walking in love. And so when we're walking in love, and I really believe um, that's one of the most practical ways to be the light. Like when Jesus showed up, things left, right? That's when you good, show right? up into a room, things leave. And uh, I really believe that um, as hope dealers for our families, for our friends, um, you walking in love makes a much bigger impact than you think. That's fire. You know, as we've been talking about this whole thing, faith and hope, faith plus hope equals God confidence. And that's really what we're saying. You know, this is what's needed, right? We need God confidence. It's faith and hope together. You know, without faith, hope is only a wish. It's powerless. But when we have hope in God, faith becomes powerful. This is what we're talking about. This is the power of uncertainty. You think about it. The last time we had, uh, the last two, I started thinking about the last two times we've had times of uncertainty in our nation, September 11th, terrorist attack. Yeah. 
you know, that hits home for me and Des because our ministry was launched out of the September 11th. We did campus ministry and wow. we saw a massive revival. It was a revival on the college campus that came as a result of God raising us, raising us up as voices on the college campus that was looking for answers. And I'll propose that we have another opportunity here. This yep. this feels a lot like 9-11. It's different terrorism because it's terrorism unseen. But I remember some of the things even now of how, how 9-11 opened the door for a new era to begin, yep. both positive things and negative things. Like it changed everything. I mean, it changed how we travel and everything. Yeah. And I do foresee that this uh, pandemic, this virus that's going on is going to change a lot of things, yeah. good and bad. Yeah. And are we prepared? It's true. I, I think uh, you've said this many times, and I think you, people are looking for an unshakable kingdom. Yep. Right? And at, I think I really believe that this is our opportunity to to reveal that. Like, man, so many... God longs for the hearts of so many people to know Him. Come and on. And He wants you to be the representation of that. <laughs> and so I believe... Um, and just know, like, the grace of God is so intense. Like, I think sometimes we think when... We have to re- remember his power is made perfect in our weakness, yes. not in our moral weakness, but in like, God, I don't know, but I'm going to say yes. And, and man, there's something so powerful in, in our de- devoted yes to Jesus that yes. um, people are going to find him just through, just through you walking in hope. You know, yeah. and um, I really know what you're saying. I really do believe this is part of the billion man harvest. Come I, on. Uh, not that God caused this, but I think God's going to use this to accelerate it um, and, uh, Everybody has a platform if you have hope right now in Christ Jesus. That's good. Hope is your platform. Hey, I got to tell you what, though, bro. One of the things that uh, I feel like the Lord has really been saying and just kind of in conversation with is that there's certain pockets of generations right now. I start, you know, I started looking back and let me take it back up, back a step. Uh, the Jesus movement awakening that happened years ago. Uh, what happened was there was a, a, a people group that people had given up yeah. on that suddenly had an awakening to Jesus Christ, but the church was not ready for them. Mm. And there was a lot of rejection. There was, you know, uh, there was only a, a handful of leaders that received them. And that's why the movement kept going. It wasn't put to an end. But I see the same thing happening right now. And this is what I've been telling leaders. I've been telling believers, uh, saints, Get prepared. Ask the Lord during this time of rest right now, during this time of home quarantine, how we can prepare for the harvest that's coming. Because I'm telling you, I see it right now. I see the woke culture. I see the Me Too culture. I see some of these ones who have been voices yeah. for injustice suddenly becoming awakened. That this that this whole uh, virus is going to cause an awakening within these generational groups that if we don't prepare, they're going to be stout. They're going to be unbridled stallions, and they're going to come to the church. They're going to come seeking answers. They're going to come awaken to the truth, and 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 they're going to come with a heart to see justice. They want a cause. Yep. I'll put it this way: one of the things I see with millennials, and maybe you could speak into this more because I know you work with a lot of millennials and even the generation after that, is they're looking for a cause. They're yeah. willing to bankrupt everything for a cause they're looking for a cause to belong and a lot of these causes right now are leaving a generation empty because when you get to the end of the cause you'll find out it messed with you it took you farther than you wanted to go and there was no really sense of security 
or even hope. And right now in the times we're living in, I see this. I see this becoming another Jesus movement. It's going to look different, but they're going to come in. And are we, the church, ready for that? Yeah. You know, because it's hard to love that which you judged. Yeah, it's so true, man. You can't. You got no authority in that area. Yeah, and it's hard to take responsibility for those you judge. And so right now, yeah. I feel like it's a great time to prepare our heart for the harvest that's about to come in. So what what, what are some insights you would say, even with, uh, you know, working with millennials and working with generations, what they're looking for right now? Yeah, I think right now, one thing that's so important is identity, the power and the identity message. And I love that Matt's even used the language activated identity. Because um, for so long, I think sometimes identity can look like uh, it's all about me, but it's actually about Mm -hmm. you becoming all that God is inside you. And, um, and being able to, because you're loved to become love, yeah. right? You're, you're forgiven to become forgiveness. And, and I think that every millennial, everyone my age, we're looking for something that we all believe like the love that we, there's this personal, real, raw love. Mm-hmm. It's like beyond just fluff. It's like, man, like encounters with God, uh, real conversations. You see that in a lot of the common worship videos that are real viral these days, which are just kind of in homes and I think people are looking for that real connection and they're also looking for that real activation that we're not waiting for the pastor to do everything, but uh, Christ lives inside of us and um, he's not limited. And so I think I love that this message is getting out there so much more and it's the truth. It's the Jesus lifestyle. It's, it's not the, the pastor does everything. It's really, um, I think we're really coming. I see a lot of millennials coming alive when they realize that they're on the earth for such a time as this. Wow. Um, and it's just so important that um, we keep a community because not only do we need to know we're on the earth for such a time as this, but we need brothers and sisters that are with us, um, that are loving us no matter what, that are fighting on, for us, that are having tough conversations with us. I mean, yeah. You know, for me, when I was like 18, 19, 20, you know, Matt had a lot of tough conversation with me. I had to grow and, you know, growing in maturity in Christ and him being like a spiritual father. There was tough conversations. But I think even for millennials too, man, mm-hmm. they're looking to be um, discipled, yeah. you know. And so as uh, a millennial, I believe that we have to challenge our other, you know, everybody, but yeah. our own age group to 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 make that next step and, and to keep believing, keep pushing each other. and. Uh, because uh, we can't get distracted, man. Um, you know, we're not on the earth for our sake. We're on the earth for his great name, right? Yeah. So they want real and raw. That's what I'm hearing. They want say. real and raw, man. They want tough conversations. And wow. even though it's tough, like, man, that's what we're looking for. We're not looking for something that's a, that's just a, a pat on the back. Like, we, if this is, if Jesus is all it and he's everything, then then we, we want the hard conversations because, um, you know, it just reinforces the truth. It's so interesting because I talk to a lot of millennials like yourself and other ones that we've talked to. Yeah. And I've even talked to those who are pre-believers. Yeah. And uh, the believers, what I'm hearing the believers say is that we're tired of hearing about the stories of revival. Yeah. Like you guys keep telling us about the stories of revival. We want to see it. It's like what I'm hearing the generation say is, come on, put up or shut up. Yeah. And then the pre-believers are like, hey, we want something raw. We want something to give our life to. Yep. And it's so interesting right now that you said that because once again, this whole encounter I had this morning about dread champions. Think about this. This is what the, what's going to happen. This is what I foresee happening prophetically with these dread champions. There is an army of dread champions in this generation. And when I mean dread champions, I'm not talking about younger. When I mean generation, I mean the generation on the face of earth, whether you are 16 or 60. 
God is raising up an army of dread champions right now. And what these dread champions are about to do, this has been, this is their stage. This is their platform. They're going to come out of chaos. They're going to be born out of chaos. They're going to be born out of opposition. They're going to be born out of this pandemic. And what we're going to see is these ones arise that the same way how this virus brought intimidation and fear, these ones are going to be birthed out of this and they're going to cause intimidation and fear be echoed and reflected back to the enemy's camp. <laughs> they're going to rise with such power. Watch me. I'm telling you guys, watch, watch this. You're going to see this. They're going to rise as voices full of tenacity, power, and authority, and the fire of God. They're going to be firebrands, and they're going to rise, and they're going to be clarion voices that are going to cause dread. That's the point. That's the thing of Scripture. That's what we're saying, dread champions. They cause dread to the enemy. There is going to be payback, restitution, to America, to the body of Christ for the fear and the lives that have been taken and affected by this virus and all over the world. God has a secret weapon and that is you, his dread champions. It's time for your rising. Yep. That's so good. Uh, before I came on this podcast, Matt asked me um, as a youth pastor, some advice for parents. Yeah, having conversation. Um, yep. What are some advice you'd give some parents of what they can be doing right now while everyone's quarantined at home? Um, <laughs> Quarantine and Hopefully chill. this ends soon. We all want LeBron to win his championship. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> Spirit of God, come back. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, so I just had some uh, a couple things, some practical things that uh, as a family you could be doing at home, um, speaking toward even just um, specifically junior high and high school, but really the whole family. Was the first one was to have like a scripture memorization. Just choose a scripture for the week. Um, maybe have a reward with it. You know, um, mm -hmm. that would that's something I thought would be great, especially for students. Um, re memorizing scripture is some of the most powerful things that they can Come do. On, um, and the second thing is have like one time throughout the week where um, there's a family worship time. We you guys all said, because yes. sometimes we're like doing things throughout the day. Yep. Um, and even if this, you're not like, you don't have a family, maybe you have roommates or whoever's in your household, set time aside to worship God. And if you're the only believer in your home, you know, set it for yourself in your room. But I, I really believe that when you have that time with God, worship, and then afterward, begin to like bask in testimonies mm -hmm. of what God has done in the past, you know, um, what God has done. Because I know for me, with junior high and high schoolers, man, they want connection, they want to have conversation. Some of those powerful moments for them are small groups, are one-on-ones. So I'd say, man, have that time of worship and then have that time of, of just connection. Um, you know, if it's even just sharing something vulnerable about your life to kind of have them open up or whatever. But I really encourage my, that's my third thing is just to have points of connection where um, you just fight for, you know, communication and and sometimes students, you know them, they just want to shell up. So if you just communicate, that's something you want. I really believe um, it's going to help some some students not just get out of just playing video games all day long, but actually step, take their take their place on the earth. That's so good. Um, you know, so that they need that. You know what I love about the whole scripture memorization is getting a generation of the word because faith comes from hearing the word of God. Yep. And sometimes when you begin to get in that process of memorizing scripture, you begin to get revelation, you hear God unlock the scriptures for you, you know, and it reminds me, cause I mean, we we're talking about this whole thing of faith and hope, you know, many times what happens in the natural, we need to understand something in order to have faith. 
So what happens in times of uncertainty, our faith becomes weak because we're uncertain because we don't understand. But that's in the natural. In the kingdom, it's different. In the kingdom, you have faith that leads you to gain understanding. Yep. So it's it's a backwards kingdom. So when you have faith, you begin to get understanding and insight. If you have to understand everything up front, it's going to weaken your faith. In the kingdom, you have faith and it activates understanding. It's what scripture says. <laughs> and so I love that you're given this uh, this practical advice of like, hey, let's build a foundation. Let's build a, a, a new breed of wordsmiths. Yep that have an understanding that could be unshakable because they have an understanding of the word of God and their faith is unshakable. Come on. You know, and and we start up, bro. Dude, I think one thing, and we'll kind of end on that thought, but is something that really stirs me up is sometimes with students reminding our students that, that these aren't just Bible characters. Yes. These aren't just stories that are movies. These are your ancestors. This is your history. <laughs> this is who's gone before you. Mm. And how many know if Christ was the firstborn among all creation, that they these guys have done amazing things. We got revivalists done so yeah. many awesome things. John G. Lake, right? Virus is dying in his hands. I mean, <sighs> I believe we should also read the word in the context of glory to glory. And um, and the grace of God will fill you to do some things that have never been done before. Um, and so I think sometimes I really encourage my students to remember when they're reading the word, they're not reading stories that are like movies, but they're actually reading their history, their family history. Um, and that always stirs me up. That is so good, bro. Bro, you got me stirred Dude. up. Come on. These are our answers. This is our DNA. These yes. are our folks. This is our tribe. You, you yep. read the scripture. This is your family. You're reading when you read the word of God, you're reading the you're reading the history of your family. Yes. And history is meant to be repeated. And most of them didn't have the most faith. They were just like, Oh God, yes, God. I mean, yeah. you read through Moses. I'm like, man, I'd be if I was God stressed, Moses, just p- figure it out. My Come God. <laughs> so he just needs your yes. Well, Drake, thank you for being on the show today. I know we just were having a conversation. We're like, we got to get on the podcast and get yeah. this conversation going. Definitely going to have you and your bride on another episode and like to have yes. you on another episode. Is there any last words you'd like to leave with the audience today? Um, yeah, I just think the most important thing is that fear can get you introspective. But just remember, that's just because the enemy is scared um, because we need faith. Faith is yep. uh, seeking first the kingdom of God. And if you're seeking first the kingdom of God, your faith is in God as your father to supply all your needs. Um, so don't let the, don't believe the lie. It's just a distraction because you're called to release hope um, love, you're called to release breakthrough. Um, so you're on the earth for his great name, not for all your needs to get. I mean, God's going to meet your needs. So don't focus on that. Just focus on seeking first the kingdom of God. And I really believe um, you're going to see God not only supply more than you can think, but um, really make an impact. Come on, bro. Wow. So where can people follow you and glean from you? Yeah, so uh, Draco Yao, uh, D-R-A-K-E-O-Y-A-O. Um, you can just find me on Facebook, Instagram. I uh, recently started TikTok, uh, so, you know, start my, starting it up there, but uh, that's, that's good. That's it. Well, go ahead and make sure to check the show notes on how to follow Drake and keep in contact with him. He has some amazing content that he's putting out there for uh, youth, but also as an emerging prophetic voice. And so make sure to check him out. And uh, so excited to have you on the show today. Love you, Guys, man. remember, family is where life begins. Destiny is found. Identity is enhanced and love never ends. If this podcast has enriched your life, make sure to subscribe and would you share this podcast with a friend or family member as it will help us to extend our reach. 
Thank you for listening to the show today. Until next time, this is Matt Gonzalez and Drake Oyao. And we are out. Peace. Be blessed. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Matt and Des Experience. This podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you. Continue the journey with Matt and Des Gonzalez by liking them on Facebook and checking out mattanddes.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.